0: I'm just a poor wayfaring stranger, traveling through this world below. Lord, I swear there's no pain. I know there's no danger. That bright. to this podcast from Faith Bible Church in Reno, Nevada. Faith Bible Church is a Christ-centered, Bible-teaching ministry dedicated to bringing the good news of the gospel to the whole world. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. And now, for this week's message from Pastor Alan Battle.
1: He is risen!
0: He is risen indeed!
1: Did you guys out there in Facebook land and... In YouTube land respond let's try it again he is risen
0: he is risen indeed
1: awesome grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through the spirit who dwells in you because Jesus is risen you too will rise with a perfect immortal body and never to suffer pain and sorrow again. This is the guaranteed hope of Easter. So welcome to our webcast from Faith Bible Church in Reno, Nevada. I'm Pastor Allen, and I pray that this current crisis is not discouraging you, but is only serving to highlight the hope of the coming of our Lord. So, He is alive, and those who have repented of their sins and believed in him are totally forgiven. So let's pray. Father, we stand in awe of the love that you displayed by sending your son to die in our place. Lord, I pray that we consider that death today and the resurrection. Lord, that we might be full of gratitude in remembering and Lord, we are thankful that although we can't meet together physically today, that we can know that our brothers and church sisters all over the world are rejoicing together today, that we are all glorifying you. We give you all the praise and glory for what you're going to do today in Christ's name. Amen. So <clears throat> on Resurrection Sunday, there are a lot of people focusing on Jesus. All over the world. According to the Pew Research Center's findings in 2015, there were 23 billion Christians, 31.2% of the total world population. So what makes all of these people Christians? Well, the obvious answer is, is that they profess to believe in Jesus. So I want to ask you a crucial question today. Do you believe? In fact, I want to ask you three questions. Do you believe? Or do you believe? Or do you believe? What do I mean by that? Well, I find three kinds of believers in the Bible and in the world today. I see some who believe what Jesus says. And some who believe in what Jesus does. And then some who believe in who Jesus is and we can see all three of these kinds of beliefs in Jesus parable of the sower so I'm reading from God's Word Matthew 13 3 through 9 and he told them many things in parables saying a sower went out to sow and as he sowed some seeds fell along the path and the birds came and devoured them other seeds fell on rocky ground Where they did not have much soil, and immediately they sprung up, since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and produced grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And a few verses later, Jesus interprets this for the disciples. In Matthew thirteen eighteen, 18, hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is what was sown along the path. Oops. As for what was sown on the rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet, as he has no root in himself, but endures for a while, and when tribulation or persecution arises, on account of the word, immediately he falls away. And, as for what was sown among the thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and it proves unfruitful. As for what was sown on the good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it. He indeed bears fruit and yields In one case a hundredfold, in another sixty, and in another thirty. This is the inspired, holy word of God. So, four kinds of soils in this parable. And they represent four kinds of human hearts. And the seed that is being sown is called the word of the kingdom. So how do we know what this word of the kingdom is? Well, Matthew has already told us at the beginning of his gospel In chapter 1, Mary's son Jesus is called Emmanuel, God with us. And that's a prophecy from the Old Testament prophet Isaiah. This child is destined to be both Savior and King. And then in chapter 2, we see that he is the promised Messiah of the Old Testament, who was prophesied to be born in Bethlehem. And next, Matthew jumps ahead 30 years When John the Baptist is preaching these words, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. John was preparing the way for the Lord. He was preparing the way for the one who was going to come and set up his kingdom. And Jesus' first words when he began his ministry were the very same words that John preached. Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. So, That is the word of the kingdom spoken of in this parable. It is the proclamation that Jesus is the promised Messiah, the King of Israel. And the only proper response to that fact is one of repentance. A turning from sin and a turning to Jesus as Lord and King. So in this parable, the four kinds of people are clearly believing four different kinds of things things about Jesus. The first soil rep- represents flat out unbelief, and I don't want to talk about that one today. So in this parable, the four kinds of people <clears throat> are clearly believing four different kinds of things. <laughs> things about Jesus. Sorry. All right. So, today we're only going to deal with the last three of the soils and see how they might correspond to the three kinds of belief that I've already mentioned. So the rocky ground has very little soil. It says these rocky soil people believe for a little while and they fall away. You've heard me teach on, not yet, oh yeah. (laughs) All right, technical difficulties. Um, you, You guys have heard me teach many times on eternal security. The fact that once you have faith in Christ as your savior, you can never lose your salvation. So this rocky soil kind of belief must not be the kind of belief that saves because they fell away. There are people who believe in Jesus on a shallow level. They claim to believe what he said. There are a lot of people who believe things that Jesus has said. At least they believe many of the things that Jesus said and they quote him all the time. Especially his ethical teachings like love your neighbor as yourself, or judge not lest you be judged. Lots of people believe that he was a great teacher. In fact, I doubt you could find anyone who would not agree with much of what Jesus said about morality. Even people from other religions. Uh, the great Indian statesman Mohammed, <clears throat> uh, Mahatma Gandhi uh, believed in the teaching of Jesus. He said, what does Jesus mean to me? To me, he was one of the greatest teachers humanity has ever had. Jesus lived and died in vain if he did not teach us to regulate the whole of life by the eternal law of love. He said, I have regarded Jesus of Nazareth as one amongst the mighty teachers that the world has had. I shall say to the Hindus that your lives will be incomplete unless you reverently study the teachings of Jesus. He really liked Jesus. But did you catch what he said? He said Jesus was just one among the great teachers of humanity. The problem that Gandhi had, and a lot of people have today, is they take some of the teachings of Jesus and they leave out others. So the same Jesus who said, love your enemies, said that wicked people would be thrown into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. And the same Jesus who said, come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, will also say to some who even call him Lord, depart from me, you lawbreakers. You can't cherry pick what Jesus said. He claimed that everything he said came from God. Look at John 12, 49 and 50. For I have not spoken of my own authority, but the Father who sent me has himself given me a commandment, what to say and what to speak. And I know that this his commandment is eternal life. What I say, therefore, I say as the Father has told me. So remember, Gandhi said that if Jesus did not come to teach the eternal talk, law of love, then his life and death meant nothing. And the Beatles, they agreed with that. They sang, All you need is love. Well, love is not all that we need. We need a solution to the brokenness of this world. Not simply a better way to treat each other. And Jesus never said his purpose was simply to teach love. He came to do something for us. He came to reverse the curse. That came on us when Adam and Eve rebelled against God's authority. So the second level of belief that I see is those who believe in what he did. When Jesus walked the earth as a man in Israel 2,000 years ago, a lot of people believed in what he did. Look at Matthew 4, 23-25. And from beyond the Jordan. His fame spread. Great crowds followed him. They believed that he could heal. And that he could deliver people from demons. And they followed him. But those in the parable who fell among the weeds. They hung in there for a while. And again, that kind of belief though is not going far enough. In John chapter 9, Jesus is teaching that he's the bread of life. And the only way to eternal life is to eat his flesh and drink his blood. And many of his followers quit at that time. Look at John 60, verses 60. Starting in verse 60. When many of his disciples heard it, they said, This is a hard saying. Who can listen to it? But Jesus, knowing in himself that his disciples were grumbling about this, said to them, Do you take offense at this? Verse 64, But there are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus knew from the beginning who those were who did not believe and who it was who would betray him. They believed he he could do miracles, but their faith didn't go far enough to save them. When things got difficult, they bailed. And you can bet some of those very people were the same people in the crowd screaming for Pilate to crucify him. The healing miracles that Jesus did demonstrated that he had the power to reverse the effects of the fall. But Jesus came to do more than healing. He came to do more than miracles. He came to do the greatest miracle of all. He came to die and then be raised again from the dead. The resurrection. That miracle that we celebrate today. That miracle is the one that leads us to saving faith. And saving faith is the kind of faith that not only believes what he says and believes what he does, but believes who he is. The resurrection is the miracle that finally demonstrates who he is. But the catch is, is to really know exactly who he is instead of a false version of who He is. And there's many of those out there in the world. Some today may even believe that He died for our sins and rose from the grave. But they still don't know who He really is. Look at John 20, verse 30. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, And that by believing, you may have life in his name. The miracles Jesus performed, including and especially his resurrection, were done to prove that he is the Christ. That he is the Son of God. What exactly does that mean? Well, in order to find out, all we have to do is back up three verses here in John. This is where Thomas encounters Jesus, and he's still doubting who Jesus is. It says in verse 27, Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands, and put your hand and place it in my side. Do not disbelieve, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you've seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen, but yet have believed. Finally, we have the kind of belief that saves. Thomas came to understand that Jesus was actually the Messiah foretold in the Old Testament. The Messiah, the creator of the universe, the rightful king of the world, come in human form. Messiah, who Isaiah foretold would be the Savior, pierced for our rebellion and crushed for our sins. Peter proclaimed in Acts 2 that God had made Jesus both Lord and Christ. The two are synonymous. Jesus is the God of the Old Testament. And we owe our allegiance to him as our Lord, the King, over our lives. Thomas's heart was the kind of soil that finally understood this word, this word of the kingdom, and was saved. Paul says it this way. In Romans chapter 10 and verse 9. If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord. And believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart. That you are made right with God. And it is by openly declaring your faith. That you are saved. So I'll ask you once again. Do you believe? Or do you believe? Or do you believe? If you don't have that kind of belief today you can you can change that right now and like thomas you can believe that he is the lord and that god raised him from the dead and then according to god's infallible word you also will be saved let's pray oh father this powerful word of your coming kingdom has transformed so many lives, Lord. You've transformed our lives. And Father, we give you praise for the power of the resurrection. And Lord, we thank you for the promise of the resurrection that we too will raise from the dead and new bodies like your body. Father, we ask that you would be glorified today throughout the world. We pray that many might come to know you in this time of trouble, that they might seek the only true answer Lord, we praise you. We thank you for what you're doing in our midst. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, I thought that uh, we could sing the doxology together. So it's short, and we all know it, right? So let's do it. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above, ye heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Our benediction today comes from Romans 15 and verse 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope.
0: Thank you for listening to the preaching of God's Word from Faith Bible Church in Reno, Nevada. We hope that it has been an encouragement to you and that the Word of God will fill your hearts and minds as you walk through this world. If you have been blessed by this ministry and would like to make a small donation to help defray the cost of this podcast, just click on the green support Us button at the top of the webpage. Thank you.